What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today is the betting show as we look ahead to UFC 275. There are two massive title fights uh, on the uh, the top of this card and a rematch of you know, arguably, I would say definitely, in my opinion, uh, the greatest uh, women's fight of all time between Yoanni and Jacek and Zhang Weili in the third spot uh, on this card. So it's uh, it's a banger, all told, and I really, really can't wait for it. And I have some uh, I have some good bets here. I, I think it's a good betting card as well. A couple of the undercard bets, but uh, once in the top three as well here as well, uh, as well, as well, as well. How many as well can I give there? Anyway, uh, last week went pretty well. Um, hit, I think three of the bets, including the um, including the parlay. Uh, I know people in the comment section last week were giving me a bit of crap for picking uh, Karolina Kovalkiewicz twice. But thankfully, it worked because uh, she uh, she went out and she won her fight against uh, against Felice Herrick. So all in all, it was a it was a pretty good uh, week for the for the betting. The uh, the flyer didn't go again, but sure, look, it's that's the flyer's not meant to go. The fly, the flyer's meant to be a couple of quid to throw away. You never want to see again. But uh, that's this whole betting show as well. And I must say as well, bet responsibly. Please don't bet more than you can. Don't go overboard. Keep this fun. Uh, I wouldn't like to do this show if it wasn't kept fun. If it went serious or anything like that. So, sincerely, please, uh, please don't do that. Keep these bets, you know, a couple of quid every week. Have a bit of fun with it. Maybe a couple of fights even on the undercard if you're not that interested on them. For a bit of interest, you know, throwing something at 10 to 1, you might win a couple of quid. You know, that's the start of betting show. I won't be talking about units. There's some great guys out there. I saw actually Dan Tom is one of those guys who, if you want to talk about units and do all of that stuff... That's the sort of uh, that's the sort of place you need to go for that. For for me, it's just a few bets, a bit of insight on mixed martial arts, bit of uh, a bit of breakdown on a few of the fights and how I think maybe they will go or I think they could go. So um, yeah, I I, I will uh, I will keep explaining that as I start every show because uh, I think it's I think it's necessary to be honest, and I think uh, the the bet responsibly part as well is, is very very important because uh, betting is uh, an adult game. But uh, anyway, we will uh, we will get into it. Um, Let's go. I'll go straight away from my first bet to one of the title fights, and I'm going for Shevchenko inside the distance at plus one fifty. She's obviously fighting Talia Santos, and I went and I watched a good bit of Talia Santos. Uh, I, I watched everything that they had on Fight Pass. Funnily enough, though, they they don't have like her last two. Well, this was I think Saturday I was watching them, but like a week, one week before, she fights for a world title fight. Right against Valentina Shishenko, one of the the greatest women of all time. Her opponent, the her fights, her two most recent fights are not on USV, UFC Fight Pass, and not there. Not just you know, you can probably find them somewhere. But when you search Tyler Santos, and there's actually like a tab they have now, which is like a fighter tab, you can click into Tyler Santos. There was. There was, I think, three fights of hers there. Her last two fights were in the dead. Fight pass, my God, it's it was terrible, didn't great, and now it's to me, it's not terrible now, but it's just not not good again. But anyway, so I went back and I watched some of her fights, and you know what? She's she's a good fighter. She's a very very good fighter. Um, but she's fighting Valentina Shevchenko, and that's the problem. And I could go in and I could do a whole breakdown of Talia Santos from what I saw of her and what I think is good. But it at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. 
you know it doesn't really matter because she's fighting Valentina Shevchenko and she's almost certainly not going to win this fight she's she's really not it's to me it's like is Valentina Shevchenko going to go along like she has done in lots of her title fights or is she going to go out there and try to get the finish like as well even if let's say Talia Sanders wins it's probably a function of afterwards Valentina um, yeah Valentina Shevchenko won't have performed like, like when uh, Juliana Pena win a uh, one against Amanda uh, Nunes. Now, is that fair to, for me to say that? Is that fair in general? Probably not. No, but that will be the discussion, and that's probably the reality of it as well. If the fight goes that way, now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, there's something I'm not seeing with Talia Santos that she is that she has the athleticism and speed and technique that can beat someone like Valentina Shashinko. I. Will hold my hands up if I am wrong in that uh, f- uh, way. And Shevchenko comes out and she fights to her utmost and gets beaten by Talia Santos. But I don't know. I just I just don't see it here. But what I look, I'll do briefly what I said. I just won't do what I did see with Santos. What she is good at. She's only three submissions, but she's good on the ground. I think she has good jujitsu. My favorite thing of hers is her just straight. One, two, down the middle, power shots. She's a good enough jab, and she's a very good right hand. When when she can land it, it's very snappy and seems to be very powerful as well. So that, to me, is what you do against Shevchenko. Try to push her back, try to land a jab, and try to knock her out with a big right hand down through the middle. You know you're going to get out-volumed. You know you're going to get out-techniqued. You know she's stronger than you in all areas. Maybe not to jiu-jitsu, maybe you've better uh, jiu-jitsu than her, but is Tyler Sanders going to be able to wrestle Shevchenko to the ground multiple times? Like, Shevchenko has shown over the last while she's actually willing to take people down. She's very good in the clinch. You know, the, the Muay Thai is not just the, the kickboxing part of it, the clinch part of it, the trips part of it as well, or something Valentina Shevchenko is really, really great at, and people maybe underestimate, or did once underestimate, probably don't underestimate it anymore, but she's really, really good there. Um... So that that to me is the place that Tally Sanders can win, well may win the fight. If if there is one way she win the fight, I think it's a straight one two right down through the middle or maybe a submission. Um and I think to land the straight one twos right down through the middle, she will need to come inside against Fantine if she she will tr- need to push forward and if she does that she will open herself up to strikes. Look at Jessica I. Now, I think, you know, Santos, at this part of her career, is probably better than I was then. I, I, I really rate Santos. I think she's very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, and I have a, an, another uh, podcast and a video on the Sherdog YouTube this week about uh, that division and how I think, without Shevchenko, it's actually not a bad division and has improved a lot. Myself and my good friend Spencer Kite actually spoke about that a couple of weeks ago on a podcast as well. Um, but... I'll say it again, it, it, it's Shevchenko there. It, it is Shevchenko at the top. But I, I, the reason I'm going for, going for Shevchenko inside the distance, I'll say it again, is because uh, I think Tyler Santos will make an effort to get forward. You know, she, let, let me just look here. I think she's, what, she's 19 and 1? Yeah, so she's not used to losing. You know, she's not a person who will go out there and... Just, just go out there to lose, as a lot of people do. They're, they're happy to get the title shot, and look, win or lose, I'm fighting Vandinina Shashinko. It's probably not going to go well. Let's just go out there and have our fight, and that's that. You know, um, and I, I, I don't think Tyler Santos will be that, but I think that might actually play against her. And if she goes out there and she tries to land big shots and she tries to walk Valentina Shashinko down, Valentina Shashinko is the fastest person in that division by a mile. She hits very hard and she'll counter her really well as well. And if she does 
continue to go forward Santos and continues to get countered I don't think she can last five rounds against Shevchenko I really don't I also think if she does that she leaves herself open to getting clinched to getting thrown on her back and uh, like I could see this fight ending and here's my bold prediction I could see this fight ending with Valentina Shevchenko getting the fight to the ground getting a crucifix and landing elbows on the ground that's that's my prediction how this fight ends so first bet of this week, Valentina Shashinko to win inside the distance, plus 150. Right. My second bet of the week in, in a fight I absolutely love. I'm going for Andre Filo just to win straight up at minus 145. Um, I think that's a great price on him. I really think that's a great price on him. You know, it's I, I, I don't like giving minus money bets, honestly, because it's not that's not this sort of show, as everyone knows. But... I, I, and actually, I'm looking here again now. He's plus one on the reference point here, and over my friend's uh, best fight, it's actually plus one thirty four now. So that price is coming. It's an even better price now. So plus one thirty four. That'll probably change during the week. Let me just fix my notes here. That'll probably change during you know as we as we get closer to to Saturday night as well. But that is a smashing price. A price in Andrew Fila. He's fighting Jake Matthews here, who I have a lot of respect for. Who you know. I probably talked up Jake Matthews more than most people in the world. Honestly, I think he's a I think he's a very good fighter, and I think he gets maybe a little bit of a harsh treatment because he was seen as this massive um, prospect coming through, and maybe he hasn't met that um, you know that level yet, or hasn't climbed to the level which people expected yet. But there's still time. He's still young, and he you know. It's funny when a, a young prospect becomes a late developer at the very top level, but that that can happen. You know, we, we can see. Look at someone say like a Bisping. I think he went like fifteen and zero or something. He was a top prospect, and then he didn't win a title till he was like thirty five or something. I don't know, whatever it might be. Look at Glover Teixeira as well. Now there's a, there's extenuating circumstances for all of those guys, but Glover Teixeira, you know, was was wasn't in uh, America for a long while, but he he was a top prospect coming through when he was maybe not young, but younger. Uh, and then it kind of he lost and he lost uh, you know he lost probably what two out of ten fights or something like that I went backward and now he's a champion Blahovic you know it happens with lots of different Charles Oliveira it happens with loads of different people now I'm not saying Jake Matthews will be one of them but he could be one of them but anyway that's a separate point um, I, I like Jake is a good solid wrestle boxer type of fighter but can fight all the way around as well um and i i respect his game and i think it's it's a very very good game and he's 22 fights into his career now he's 27 years of age and this is a big opportunity for him the problem is that he's fighting andre Fila, and he fought sean brady the last time and the problem is well i remember when he fought sean brady i said Maybe not coming into that fight, but after that fight or analyzing that fight, he's like it's like he's fighting a better version of himself. You know, Brady is a better wrestler. Um, he is probably faster. He's a better striker. He's stronger. And even though I, I think in the first round of that, uh, Jake Matthews did show some good striking and did show some good things. That kind of well-roundedness just took over a little bit. And I think Andre Filo. Um, this is a guy who I really think has the potential to go a long way in this division. He took a short notice fight uh, against Michel Pereira, uh, Michel Pereira even, was 
it was a good fight. I think he won the first round and was the last last two, if I'm not mistaken. He beat Mikel Baeza, who's a top prospect in the first round, knocked him out, and then knocked out Cameron Van Camp, who's 21 fights into his career uh, as well. And, you know, he has some very, very good wins out in UAE Warriors against some good guys as well. Beat James Vic, knocked him out, and, you know, had an iffy enough, I suppose, start to his career. You know, lost to Chidi and Jaquani and a few more uh, as well. Well, an iffy enough middle portion, I suppose, of his current career. Um, but he's really he's really good now he's really really good and I've compared him a couple of times to, to Conor McGregor in his striking now he's not it's, it's not obvious to look at him and go he's like Conor McGregor I just think the way he pressures so well throws his 1-2 down the middle so well and he's a, an orthodox fighter as well uh, uh, unlike McGregor um, but counters so well off of that pressure I, it's rare to see and that's why I say he's like McGregor because McGregor was the the best at doing that when he you know when he fought Eddie Alvarez and, and a few fights previous to that as well but Andre Fila does that so well and I watched his fights before the Michelle Pereira fight in UAE Warriors uh, preparing for that and that's the one thing I really noticed about him there and that's why he gets knockout after night like, like if you look at his last um his last few wins, right? He's two in the UFC, first round knockout, first round knockout. Okay, uh, he um, went to a decision with Pereira. Over in UA Warriors, first round knockout, first round knockout, first round knockout, second round knockout. That's the ty- type of fighter he is. He, he will knock you out. <laughs> he will knock you out because he puts that pressure on and lands his big shots. And I think against Jake Matthews, if Jake can't get his forward game going where he is landing his jab and landing his good strike and landing his good takedowns and being pushed back all the time, I think he will, by nature, by anyone's nature, uh, especially if you're a, a tougher man as Jake Matthews, you'll try to fight out of it. And that's a problem because when you do try to fight out of it against someone like Pereira, that's what he wants you to do. He wants that pressure to bring fighting out of his opponent so he can counter that fighting and probably get a big shot and land a big shot and maybe get the finish. But uh, I, I was going for him inside the distance. It isn't that much of a difference from the straight up price. So I'm going for the straight up price because I do respect Jack Matthews. I think he's very tough and I think he, he possibly could last uh, in this fight. But So that's my uh, second bet. Andre Filo, minus 134 now to win straight up. Minus 134. Um, next bet I'm going for I'm going for Manel Cape to win inside the distance at plus 125 um, and this <laughs> this one is more of a this one is more of a feel uh, t- type of pick here than maybe an, an analytical one I just I just feel like Manel Cape has reached the stage in his career now, and he had, you know, that you sad a scare or whatever it was for the last fight, and he got, kind of got over it as well. And that might actually kind of play into what I'm talking about here. I think it's at a stage in his career now where he he had the weight cutting problems, he had a few losses, you know, he was out in in, in risen and, and things like that. And I think he's reached a stage now where it, it's, it, as we say here in Ireland and maybe other places, it's, it's uh, shit or get off the pot. Am I allowed? Of course I'm probably allowed, of course. He ha- it's his time to climb to the top of that division now. He's 28 years of age. He has had, what, uh, 23 fights in his career. He's fought, fought all those good guys out in, uh, out in Risen, you know, like uh, Kai As- Asakura, uh, Ulsa Sasaki, um, you know, Haraguchi, Ian McCall, and all of, all of those guys. And he's come over to the UFC. He's lost a couple of fights to Pantoja and Nikolaou, but he beat Ozzy Oz- Ode Osborne and Zamagulov in his last two. You know, guys who are... If they're you know, they're they're good fighters, but they're not ranked up to the very top. Bantarin is right up there towards the very top, and this is the fight you win to get another fight to get a title fight. You know, 
or maybe we'll get a title fight off of this if, this if it's impressive enough um Bonterin is a is a very very good fighter you know a really really good fighter we saw him against Kai Kara France almost winning that fight and getting knocked out lost split decision to Brandon Rival beat Matt Schnell and I've great time for Matt Schnell I think he's a very very good fighter but you know he has lots of different wins throughout his career he's knockouts he's submissions and everything like that um I think against Cape he'll try to do what he get uh, try to do against Kai Kara France I think he'll try to take him down I think he'll try to use his jiu-jitsu uh, I think he'll be tr- safe enough on the feet when he can be now against Kai Kara France he proved that he wasn't <laughs> that, that safe on the feet um, and I think that is a good game plan it might win him the fight but I, I just think Cape has that power it's and, and I'll say it again, it's a feel one. It feels like it's that time in his career for him to kick on. It feels like Bonterin is the next step for him to go towards the top. Now, my feel might be wrong, my call might be wrong, I might we'll see on Saturday night, but I'm willing to back it. I just I, I sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes I'm willing to back the feel. And I'm willing to back the feel here. It feels like he's gonna win plus one twenty five inside the distance. If he if he does win sorry, if he does win I think it will be inside the distance. So plus 125, I think is a good shout there. So let's go for that and let's go for Manel Cape. Let's back the field. Hashtag back the field. If he wins, I want people sending me hashtag back the field over on Twitter if, if, if Manel Cape wins there. Um, the next bet I'm going for, it's kind of another field bet to be honest, and it's Zhang Wei Li at minus uh, 170. And actually, let me just see, has that uh, price been updated here uh, this morning? It is... It's around the same one, one plus minus one seventy one, one minus one sixty five. So I'll go. I'll stick with minus one seventy. Um, it's. I went back and I watched a bit of her fight with Yoani and Jacek today, and I watched uh, the rest of it as as the week goes, and I might you know do it as a as a post or whatever. But I, I thought it was important actually today when I'm looking at this fight. To look only, I watched the, f- the first two rounds and a bit of the third round as well. And there was a bit of a change in the third round. In Jacek came on a little bit more and she started landing a few more shots. But uh, the early goings for Zhang Weili were very good. And I heard John Anik saying, I think it was in the third round, um, that Zhang Wei, not many people can go with the volume of Yuani and Jacek, but Zhang Weili did. Now, over five rounds, that's a dangerous game to play, as it showed in that fight. But over three rounds, and this is why I only watched the the start of it, because I wanted to get a take on how the opening goings of that fight went. And I think the opening goings of that fight went very well for Zhang Weili in lots of different ways. Now, Yin Jacek had her moments as well, but she was throwing lots of shots and landed lots of power shots and kept going. You know, went to the distance, went five rounds. So cardio... She probably doesn't have the superior cardio, but it wasn't a massive issue. Now, this time, it is three rounds. So, imagine what happened in the first three rounds of that, but now Zhang Weili has the ability to up it a little bit. She has the ability to land maybe even more volume, to throw more power shots, to put more on Yuani and Jacek. And even though, you know, she has fought twice since and lost twice since Zhang Weili, one of them obviously a very close fight, Yuani and Jacek hasn't fought since. And what if she's a cold start? What if she doesn't fight as well in the first two, three, four, five minutes and comes out and, okay, it's better in the second round or whatever? She could be all cut up by then. She could be hurt by then. She could have lost a 10-8 round by then. And 
over three rounds, that's obviously extremely detrimental to your chances of winning. But that, that that's just my thinking coming in here. Like, what's the difference to split them this time as opposed to last time? And I think the three rounds is the big difference. Now, we can establish that, that it might be and it could be. And then we need to establish who it will actually benefit. Um... And if you look at how fights are judged today and how fighters win fights today, maybe if Ioanni and Jacek ups her volume, it will uh, make a little bit of a difference. But if Zhang Weili is able to land more power shots over three rounds, it'll make a massive difference in how rounds are scored. And that very basically is the reason why I think I'm going for Zhang Weili here. What, just watching the fight as well. If you watch it, say, as a fighter A versus fighter B, there just really isn't much between them. There really isn't. The the, the way they stand in, in slightly different senses, you know, with Zhang Weili and her wider, I suppose, uh, I don't know, as karate stands the, the right way to, to put it, but Yuan and Jacek in her Muay Thai uh, <laughs> stance, the way she fights, but I think has adjusted a little bit to fight a little bit longer as well, especially against someone like Zhang Weili, who's a little bit shorter than her. Um... It, it just feels like they're a match made in heaven in terms of... It, it looks like a high-level sparring match, but with dire consequences, as Joe Rogan would say. It, 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 it just looks... It, it, it looks like a pro wrestling match, even, a little bit, in terms of they're working so well together. But in reality, you know, you have the, the realness of the massive clash of the strikes and of everything in there together. But it just looks so aesthetically good in terms of this style versus this style. It's brilliant. And that's very hard to split. And me splitting them here is very tough as well. But I think, you know, that first fight obviously was, was very close. It could have gone either way. And I just have a feeling this fight won't be like that. May- maybe it will be in the third round, but I feel like the first two rounds, Zhang Weili is going to win him. She's going to be able to up the pace. She's going to be able to land the harder shots, and I think she's going to be able to win those uh, first couple of rounds. But God almighty, I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. Right, am I true? I four my four bets given, and here is the... Um the flyer of the week, and it's from the main event, and it's Yohiri? Yohiri uh, Prohachka. I put Yiri and Prohachka together there, and I got Yohiri. That was nice. Uh, but it's Prohachka to win in round two, and it's plus 450. Now, I, I always say I like these flyer bets, but I, re- I do like this one. Like, I, I think Prohachka will win early, uh, and I've done a lot of analysis in this fight. You can go and uh, watch loads of my analysis on, uh, on here on Sherdog. I, I talked about it uh, in that video. It'll probably be out the day before this, so please, if you haven't checked that out, and I have another video on uh, heavyweights and main events as well, please check that out. But um, look, the crux of my analysis here is that... Prohashka will fight at a high pace early. Glover will try to weather that early storm, get um, his wins where he can get them, try to take the fight late and probably try to win rounds three, four, and five and survive rounds one and two. And I think it will be as maybe detailed as that from Glover. I don't think Prohashka will be as detailed in terms of an idea. I think his idea will be go knock Glover to share out, right? If it's around one, two, three, four, or five, that will be his game plan. Now, if it goes to three, four, and five, I actually think that game plan will turn against him and it'll be detrimental to him. But I honestly, 
I don't think your Yuri Prohachka even thinks about that. I think he just thinks about going out, landing his big shots, and that's that. The cards will fall where they may, and he'll either win, knock out, or get knocked out, or maybe you know get decision or whatever it might be. I I really think he does, and that's a dangerous fighter. That to me is a very very dangerous fighter. And uh, with his skill set, you know, his beautiful front kicks up through the middle, the kicks to the body and the legs and his variety. I love the word variety in MMA is the word greatness, you know, because if you have good variety, you are a great fighter. But if you have variety that's useful, you know, you variety that works. There's no point just throwing all different things and then all, don't put them together and they're stone uses. But Prachka throws different various shots. You never know what's going to come. And he uses them very well and lands them very well and very effectively. And it makes a great fighter. Um, and that's why, look, that's why I think he'll win. But I'm not 100% sure. Because I have a lot of respect for Glover Teixeira. For me, and I've said it many times, I think he's the most underrated wrestler ever in the, at this level of mixed martial arts. He's a brilliant wrestler. He constantly takes guys down. It's very rarely mentioned. We always talk about him in a, as a, a very good striker, a great striker, and he is a very good striker. But his wrestling is phenomenal as well. He's top game. He's ground and pound. And could, could I see him taking Prahachka down, ground and pounding him, win the fight that way? I absolutely could. Without a shadow of a doubt, I could see the fight going that way and ending that way. No, no doubt about it but he'll need to survive the early madness or he'll need to get a big takedown early I, Glover's not the type of guy though who does go for the takedowns very early he times them very well and I, I said this before but when I say he times them very well I don't mean like he he dips under and we'll talk about someone later on who does dip under very well but he doesn't dip under someone or you know wait for a certain movement to, to time him I mean he times him very well in the fight he times him very well in what part of the round he gets it so he can land the utmost damage or have the utmost effect with it I think he's really smart with his takedowns he, you know he might go nine minutes without even attempting a takedown lull you into a fight uh, standing up and then take you down get a minute of massive ground upon and end up winning the second round and suddenly you won nine minutes and Glover share is one man with you you know he's that sort of fighter a very very intelligent fighter and um, I could see that happening here but I just think and another thing I could see happening as well Prohashka is really open massively open and if Glover Teixeira comes forward and lands a few shots and counters him and is brave enough to throw the shots in the inside and brave enough is not the word he's one of the bravest men in the world but you get me like if he's open enough to do that which is not necessarily maybe the best idea but it might get you a knockout so maybe it is a good idea I don't know that's a that's a, a choice that I can very easily take sitting here in, in West Limerick uh, in, in over in Ireland but for him inside the octagon against someone as insanely nimble and powerful as Yuri Prohachka that's a very tough choice to make but Prohachka is open for it and can be hit and can be knocked out you know Vulcan Odzimir very close very nearly uh, knocked him out in that fight so uh, that's a big part of it as well but I just think Prohashka will go at Glover and be able to get to him you know I don't think Glover will give him openings I don't think he will come forward and try to land those big shots early I don't think he will uh, but I think he will give him openings and I think he'll survive the first round because he's tough and maybe he'll get a takedown or maybe he'll push him against the cage and he will survive the first round but I think once it gets to the second round Prohashka will open up even more he will grow into it and I think he will get the I think he will get the finish so that's my flyer bet plus 450 in the second round uh let's see let's see if it happens so those are my five bets for the week let's run through uh the the 
money lines for all the fights and maybe a couple of other bets as well. So the starting at the very top in the, that uh, Glover Teixeira Yuri Prohachka fight, uh, Glover's plus one eighty minus two ten for Yuri Prohachka. I think that's that's just about right. That's a respectful line I think for Glover, and I think that is right. Um, if you fancied over one point five rounds, it's minus one twenty five or the under minus one oh five. So. Uh, you know, the, the over is the favourite there, but if you go to over 2.5 rounds, it's plus 165, minus 190 for the under uh, there. So that's interesting as well. The fight to go to a decision, plus 450, uh, minus 700, it doesn't go to a decision. So there, there's some very interesting lines there. Talia Santos is plus 450 uh, against Valentin Neshevchenko, who is uh, minus 600. She's plus 400 in some places, uh, is Talia Sanders. I think plus 400 is, is a crazy line, honestly, in, in, uh, on her. I, I think she, be, she should be plus 800, 900, maybe. Um, minus 600. Look, who's going to be betting on minus 600? You could throw it into the accumulator, maybe. Not a great line. But for Valentin Neshevchenko, I, I think I think that's probably a good price, honestly. So uh, there you go on that one. Let's look at a couple of the prices for that one as well. Uh, the over under one point five rounds. The over is minus three five five. The under uh, plus uh, two ninety five. The under see the under three and a half rounds is plus one thirty seven. That's not bad. That's honestly not bad. The under two and a half rounds is uh, plus two ten. Maybe, maybe I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed uh, to betting on that. The, the fight to go to the decision minus one twenty, uh, doesn't go to the decision minus one ten. Uh, so it's basically the same, whichever you prefer. I I like the fight uh, inside the distance. Uh, to be honest here, uh, Valentina Shishin got to get the KO is plus two hundred. That's not a bad line at all. Uh, plus eight fifty for Tylia Santos. Higher in other places, I see some places are up uh, as high as plus eighteen hundred to get the the KO. Santos for the submission is around the same. You can get a plus four hundred, fourteen hundred, plus fifteen hundred. Shishin by submission. Do you know what? This is not a bad bet at all. She's plus five hundred. Uh, obviously. You know, shop around for that. You might be able to get in different places, but plus five hundred by the submission. You know, I, I talked earlier about her maybe getting the crucifix and finishing that way, but she could easily put in a rear naked choke and get a submission there or something like that. Very interesting line there. Uh, Yuani and Jacek is the underdog plus one forty five minus one seventy three minus one seventy ish minus one sixty five. Some places here for Zhang Wei Li as well. So that's about the line here. Uh, fight goes to the decision minus two two five. I think yeah, I think I probably will go to the decision. Honestly, uh, finishes inside the distance. Doesn't go to the decision plus one. 85, so an interesting line there. If you fancy uh, Zhang Weili to get the knockout plus 400, plus 650 for Yun I think that plus 400 line in Zhang Weili is not a bad bet. I think it'll go to decision, but I will go that. Let's see what price uh, Zhang Weili to win by decision is. Uh, and that is, uh, yeah, plus 140. So that's a good price. I, li- I like that price as well. Uh, Manel Cape is just straight up minus 225. Bontarin plus 185. Here's a fight I want to talk about a little bit. I've talked a lot about the Cape fight. Jack uh, Della Madalena against Ramzan Imaev. I went back and I watched a good bit of both of them before this. And I was going to pick one of them as my bet. But I, I went with other bets instead. Um... Jack Dallamedalina in his first fight um, in India, in his only fight, I believe, in the UFC, was very good and very impressive, but his opponent, not the best in the world. Uh, he did take a few shots, still and all, in that fight, but his hands looked fantastic. Uh, he switched his stance really good, uh, really well, even. He's a, 
he started out as an orthodox fighter and he went to Sopa, so I'm not 100% sure, but I fought most of the fight in Sopa, and he's very slick hands, lovely right-handed jab, um, and I like him a lot, but in my have He's he's an odd type of fighter. He's such a good record, but when I wa- I went back and I watched three of his fights uh, this morning, and I got one where he lost and a couple where he won. He's I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he doesn't have great striking. He do- he's good wrestling, but he doesn't have great wrestling. He's good top control, doesn't have great top control. It feels like, and this is middleweight as well, isn't it? So. You know, he could probably be a champion with that with that skill set in middleweight, or get up to like number three or four anyway. But I, I think if Della Maddalena is as good as he looked in that fight, I think he'll take him out. out. I really do, and I think he'll, I think he'll finish him. Let's see what what price that is for a Della Maddalena plus three fifteen to get the KO. Uh, no, if he is as good as I think he might be, I am not sure. I'm honestly not sure, and I think this fight will show. One thing I might have does very well. He, he's very, very powerful right hand. Throws a right down the middle. Very good. He, look, he, he, he... I said earlier about Governor Teixeira t- time and takedowns. He times them in the other way where I talk about time and takedowns. He dips under a shot. If you throw a big right hand over the top, he will dip under it. is very compact, concise striking, though. And I don't think he will leave as many openings for those sort of takedowns. Also, as well, one thing I watched in the Maya fights, and Danny Roberts did it very well. You need to be first when you're fighting him. Because... If he strikes and then you strike back with him, he will time that takedown very well and he will time that right hand very well. But if you're first, I think he finds it very hard to get anything off. It kind of ruins his rhythm. And Della Maddalena is the type of fighter who will be first. So I like him uh, in that fight. Uh, Joshua Kulabau uh, is minus one, uh, sorry, plus 190, and Chai is minus uh, 235. Good fight here between Brendan Allen and Jacob Malkoon. Allen's a big favourite, minus 300 there, Malkoon plus 235. Uh, Mashtat is plus 150, Steve Garcia minus 170. My guy Andre Filo minus 140 against Jake Matthews, uh, plus 120. Uh, Dana Batrigal, that's a very good fight against Kang Yo Ho. Uh, Batrigal is a favourite, minus 135. Plus one fifteen for Ho. Uh, Lina is my uh, Lina even is one plus one thirty five against uh, Silviana Suarez Gomez at minus one fifty and Jocelyn Edwards plus one sixty over Ramana Pasquale. Uh, sorry, my, uh, Edwards minus one sixty plus one forty for Ramona Pasquale. Right, uh, that's it for me. Here are my bets for the weekend: Shevchenko via decision plus one fifty, Andre Filo. To win straight up minus one thirty four. Manet Cape wins inside the distance plus one twenty five. Zhang Weili minus one seventy to win straight up money line, and Yeri Prachka for my flyer of the week to win in round two plus four fifty. Right, that's it for me. Best of luck with the bets this weekend, everybody. Let me know in the comment section below if you're on YouTube. Uh, who you're betting on throw up your bet we'll go back at the end of the week after the fights and we'll see who got it right and maybe we'll keep it going let's let's get that going uh, tell me who you're betting on this weekend tell me if you like my bets if you hate my bets whatever I'll be looking in the comments section there so get your comments in down below there alright everyone thanks for listening my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all